We thank you for what your sovereign hand is doing among the nations. And now that your healing power is being released. We have seen the number of recoveries all over the nations. And it is obvious that you are declaring a new season already. Be thou exalted, be thou glorified in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, so we, we were dealing with the fundamentals of faith initially, but now we are going to go a bit advanced as we climb higher because the entire season calls for an inoculation in the area of faith, so we will be climbing higher and higher because the entire Bible is filled uh, with issues on the subject of faith. In the anatomy of the Bible, you'll find out that there are two basic systems that God has decided to use to reach his people. And the first system is what we call the system of the law. And that system is predicated on the covenant uh, of Moses. It's predicated on the covenant of Moses. And the administration of that system was was tied to a setting, uh, setting laws that is intended to make uh, the children of Israel a royal priesthood and also to define the basis of their, of their consecration to God. But in the New Testament, we have a different system. And the, the system in the New Testament is the system of grace. I'm going to be speaking from the New Testament system. And uh, in the scope of the New Testament system, there happens to be three ways that God can deal with us. There are three basic ways that God can deal with us uh, under the broad umbrella of the New Testament system, which is a testament of grace. The first the first tool, there are three tools. The first tool under this system is what we call the tool of spiritual facts. And that's going to be the emphasis for the evening. And then if God gives us the opportunity to continue sharing, then we will look at the tool of promises. The tool of promises and finally the tool of covenants. So the first way to deal with God under this new economy is on the basis of spiritual facts. And I need to define to us what a spiritual fact is because we are studying the economy of faith and we are studying how to build our faith and to walk the work of faith. So um, the first tool in the grace system is the tool of spiritual facts. And it's littered across the scriptures, but I just picked a few examples so that we can flow um, with the emphasis of the spirit. It takes time in the presence of God to actually pick the emphasis of God in the spirit. Uh, so that our progression as we go from day to day 
it's a progression of grace that is infused with the Spirit of God and the people that are connecting will eventually turn out to be healed in their inner man. Hallelujah. Amen. So, spiritual facts. On the day of Pentecost, Peter was faced with a major challenge. And the challenge was for him to operate in the capacity of an interpreter. And a mighty event had taken place. And there was a need for someone to come and bring perspective about the event that just took place. And the event that just took place was the that the Holy Spirit has been released from heaven. And people were speaking in tongues publicly for the first time. And it looked like madness. It looks like intoxication. It looks like so many things. And there was someone that was needed to bring perspective about the thing that had happened. And this was the explanation that Peter brought on the day of Pentecost to, to bring perspective to that which had happened in the upper room on the great day of Pentecost. It's a long reading. Just be patient with me. Uh, we'll do Acts chapter 2 from verse 22 and then we'll just flow down and then you are going to see a set of spiritual facts. Like I said, if we want to deal with God, if we want to deal with God under the system of grace, there are three ways we can engage him. It can be by the tool of spiritual facts. It can be by the tool of promises. It can be by the tool of what? Of covenant. All right. Are you there in the book of Acts chapter 2 from verse 22? Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of, pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn by an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he will raise up Christ to sit on his throne. Seeing this, therefore, speak of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus had God raised up. Wherefore, we are, we 
all our witnesses. Therefore being by the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth these which ye now see and hear. Mark verse 33, we're coming back there. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he said himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. Therefore, this is a spiritual fact now, that all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made the same Jesus whom he crucified, both Lord and Christ. This was the explanation that Peter gave about the mysterious events that took place on Pentecost Day. Now, I would like us to see the heart of the explanation is Acts chapter 2 verse 33. I would like us to take a very good look at Acts chapter 2 verse 33, which is the heart of the explanation that Peter gave about the strange event that was captured on the day of Pentecost. Can we take a good look again at Acts chapter 2 verse 33? Then I'll move you on to the book of Psalms where some of these reference scriptures here were taken from and then we'll begin to understand what a spiritual fact is. Are you here? A spiritual fact. Alright, in verse 33, it says, Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, that is Jesus. That Jesus has eventually made it to heaven. And right now he is at the right hand of God and he is exalted because he's coronated. He's have been released into his heavenly ministry. He has a new portfolio now. And it was his portfolio that was being revealed in verse 36. Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made the Jesus you crucified, both Lord and Christ. He has a new portfolio. He has a heavenly ministry. There's a platform from whence he operates right now. That's a spiritual fact. He said, no assuredly. It means something has already happened in the spirit. But he's trying to bring the knowledge of what has happened in the spirit. Because Peter's explanation for the outpouring of the spirit on the day of Pentecost is Jesus is coronated in heaven. And this outpouring you see is an evidence that points to his coronation. How that right now he's been made Lord, he's been made Christ. That's the designation that he has been given in his new capacity and portfolio of ministry. Do you understand that? So the, the current status of Jesus, his office, his capacity, his portfolio in the heavens that he has assumed is the reason for the outpouring on the day of Pentecost. That means even if you were not there on the day of Pentecost and you are trusting God for an outpouring it is tied to a spiritual fact. And the spiritual fact is that Jesus has been exalted. If the Holy Ghost moves upon the face of the earth, it is tied to the fact, a fact, a fact, that right now is a proof that there is one that is exalted in the heavens. Oh, you didn't get me. All right, let me take a simpler scripture. Let's go to Psalms 110. I need to show you a graphic picture because that was the scripture that was quoted as a source code 
for the explanation that Peter gave on the day of Pentecost. Once upon a time, when it pleases the Lord for us to look at the scriptures, that's the title of that message, any day he comes, the scriptures. And I'm going to show you various aspects of the scriptures. There's an aspect of the scripture we need to consider, which I call the source code, source code. There's an aspect of the scripture that, that is called commandment. There's an aspect of the scripture that is called testimony. There's an aspect of the scripture called law. It's not talking about the same thing. No. But they are related, but they are not the same thing. So, source code. Because a time came in the body of Christ where people began to say, all right, uh, we, are, we are New Testament Christians and what constitutes our own uh, emphasis is when Jesus resurrected. Uh, so, it's, our own Bible begins from the book of Acts. And um, we don't believe in the Old Testament because we are in the New Testament. Don't bring Old Testament stuff to us. The first thing I have to say to such people is number one. 156 years in church life, in early church life, the only scripture they had was the Old Testament. It means there are New Testament saints that the only scripture material they had for 156 years was just the Old Testament. Not unbelievers, not Old Testament people, believers. Right? And that's why every doctrine that was ever established in the New Testament has a source code to the old. A source code. When you find these great apostles speaking, trying to establish something, they always trace it to a source code. So the source code of this presentation that Peter made on the day of Pentecost is traceable to Psalms 110. When, 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 um, are you here? Are you here? When Paul was trying to establish the doctrine of justification, that doctrine had a source code, which is in the book of Psalms. Every doctrine that was ever, ever established in, in apostolic days has its roots in a source code. And so if your own destiny doesn't have a source code in the Old Testament, you are a carbon copy. You are a trial version. You, your destiny, the scripture that you are holding on to, for which you are trusting God to, you know, prosecute destiny. If it doesn't have its root in the source code, your own is an alaba copy, an alaba destiny. <laughs> because when you ask some people about what their purpose is, they say, okay, to serve God, to work with God, and then to die and make heaven. What's that? <laughs> we need a source code. All right, so this guy had a source code for the presentation that he was doing, and his source code he quoted lavishly from the book of Psalms 110. Don't just wait for when I teach on the scriptures. Then you will find many people that are already outside of scripture, but quoting scripture because they don't know what the testimony is, they don't know what the law is. They don't know what the commandments are. Are you here? So the source code is in the book of Psalms. I would like us to see Psalms 110. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. 
The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion, rule thou in the midst of thy enemies. And thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. In the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning, thou hast the dew of thy youth. This is the scripture he was quoting. I hope you can remember when he quoted the scripture as his authority. And this scripture was talking about ascension. Because in the argument that he brought, he said, David that gave that prophecy has not ascended anywhere. His sepulchre is with us. But he was speaking about the greater David. He was speaking about Jesus. That Jesus has ascended into the heavens. And Psalms 110 was the source code. And what happened in Psalm 110 was that Jesus just finished accomplishing redemption. And he came back to heaven. Upon arriving in heaven, he was given a new portfolio. He was given a new office. And that is what was represented by the right hand of God. It's a place of administration. It's an office of administration. It's an office of, the Greek word is oikonomia which means to distribute the dividends of that which he, he went to accomplish. There are mighty dividends that redemption has available. He will be the administrator that is in the capacity of oikonomia. Because when you, I don't know, there's no English word for that. It's distributing the dividends of that which is secured on the cross. Are you with me? Now, this was the explanation for the day of Pentecost that Jesus is exalted and it's a spiritual fact because even now as I speak to you he is exalted now one of the things that became possible because of his exaltation was the outpouring and that was the explanation of the day of Pentecost that right now Jesus is exalted and this sign that you see on the day of Pentecost, the, the, the release of the Spirit is an evidence to the fact that he has indeed been glorified in heaven. It's just like when I travel out, maybe I go to a, a country, those days when there was no cell phone, and then I send you a postcard from that country. And if it's in, in Paris, uh, you know that their tower. I send you a postcard with the Tower of Paris. It's an indication that I am in Paris now. And I'm just trying to let you know that I arrived safely. And the day of Pentecost is an indication that Jesus is in heaven now. And in order for you to know that he has been accommodated into a new capacity, new administrative capacity, he sent the Holy Ghost. The Lord said unto my Lord, the Father said unto the Son, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. All right? Let me, let me explain. Then the next verse now says, And the Lord will send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. The father gave the son a promise. You need to sit down now. I'm going to be responsible to making all rebels to bow at your feet. And how do you intend to do this? Verse 2 now says, And the Lord will send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. The Holy Spirit was sent out of Zion consequent upon Jesus' Jesus's allocation to a certain administrative capacity in the heavens. And that was Peter's explanation for the day of Pentecost. It was a spiritual fact of the exalted Christ 
that means if Jesus is exalted today, if right now as we are talking, he is exalted, it means that the Holy Ghost can still be poured out. As long as he is exalted, there is a possibility we have. And that possibility is that the Holy Spirit can be what? I'm going to show you a scripture in the book of John chapter 7. And you will see some limitations that existed. And the explanation for the limitations was that, that Jesus was not yet exalted. So the Holy Spirit was not yet released. John chapter 7. The reason, there was a desire for the Holy Spirit to be released, but the, the spiritual fact was not yet in place. So that kind of release cannot take place because Jesus was what? Not yet exalted. So there are several things that became possible just because Jesus is now exalted, one of which was the day of Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So if somebody gives his life to Christ today, we can minister to him and his own Pentecost will be today because even now Jesus is exalted that's a spiritual fact our faith is supposed to, you see and a man can a spiritual fact can exist and a man can be excluded from the benefits of that spiritual fact just because he doesn't have that revelation God is not doing it it's already done even now it is done but people are excluded from the economy of the provision of that fact because they don't know the spiritual fact part of our faith work part of our faith work requires that we be up to date with spiritual facts so that we can walk in the light of them that's how we can maximize the capacities the potentials that is available to us in our work with god that's the first that's the first dimension even in your life are you with me in your life maybe there was a time you were struggling and then in the place of prayer it seemed that you secured a victory a victory that launched you into possibilities beyond your current struggle that has become the new position from whence god is operating on. that's where god is now he is in that spiritual fact that has been accomplished that the holy spirit gave you wind of he gave you witness of he gave you an idea about you are supposed to upgrade everything in your structure to capture this new spiritual position because your life is going to be an expression of this new spiritual position so men of faith always seek to update their spiritual facts so that their experiences can be on the basis of the most current civilization that is predicted by the most current facts. Let me give you an idea. And that's why the, the apostolic ministry, the first generation of apostles, they, they, they were, ah, it was a great task that was set before them. Imagine. Let us see the fact about salvation. One of the people that presented it so, so adequately was john in the book of first john chapter five first john chapter five spiritual facts first john chapter five are you there oh my god okay we'll begin to read from verse 10 i just want to show you some spiritual some spiritual facts he that believeth on the son of god had the witness in himself that he that believeth not 
that he has the witness in himself. He that believeth not God has made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. And this is the record that God had given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. And he that had the son had life. He that had not the son of God had not life. You see, from the moment Jesus died on that cross, Jesus had satisfied the claims of divine justice. And now there was now a spiritual fact, which was the basis of the apostolic ministry. The, the apostolic ministry was charged with the responsibility of enlightening the whole world of a new position from whence God is going to be dealing with humankind because God is offering us eternal life now that the claims of divine justice have been satisfied. The original sin has been atoned for. So the opportunity for humankind to enter into her vintage position with God is now made ready. God is offering us eternal life on the basis of a spiritual fact. But you see, not everybody is saved. Even though that fact is fact enough. It is only such that have accepted the son that have entered into the economy of that spiritual fact. So our work of faith fundamentally, basically, initially is tied to the knowledge of certain spiritual facts that actually reveal possibilities in God. And then we are supposed to enter into things on the basis of these facts. My question for you today as I try to go forward, you know, it's, it's getting more complex. And we, we've done the basics. We did the basics. Now we are trying to go into the faith life itself. And that's why we are not on the same faith level. We are not on the same faith. If we finish this series, we will now go into deeper issues of faith. Because the entire construct of the Christian life is a faith construct. For the Bible says that the way of the just is that they live by faith. And if this is our life, and you are talking about your life, if you've lived for 36 years, you should be able to talk about yourself at least for 36 minutes. You should, one minute for one year. And you have so much to say. We are talking about our life as the just. is a life of faith. So we'll be going higher and higher and higher. My question is this. What is your current spiritual fact? At Apart from the spiritual facts that we have in scripture that are doctrinally discernible, there are also other spiritual facts that you have acquired by your interfacing with God. Oh, you are not with me. Well, let me finish the doctrinal aspect. We have seen the fact about Jesus' exaltation and that it is the basis of the outpouring of the Spirit. And that was what Peter quoted on the day of Pentecost. We have seen the spiritual fact about the impact of Jesus' sacrifice and what it means to us. All human beings have the opportunity to receive eternal life. But unfortunately for human beings, God has domiciled the pathway into this eternal life in his son. So it is your business whether you accept his son or not. But if you have accepted his son, what you have received is eternal life. Because what the son did 
as constituted a spiritual fact. And anyone that can agree with that fact will take advantage of the potential that that spiritual reality provides. Are you with me? Third, let us see the economy of healing. The golden scripture about healing is in the book of Acts of Isaiah chapter 53. You, you know the scripture, but I still need to read it. Isaiah chapter 53, I still need to read it. And then we will now go into talking about your own spiritual facts. Your own spiritual facts. And that's why a believer must be a good student of the move of God on his life. Because we are at different stages in our work with God. And apart from these basic spiritual facts, you could see how that these spiritual facts uh, actually determined what was available. It determined what needed to be done in order for them to come into alignment with the provisions of these facts so that they can be participants in the possibilities that the facts make available. Right? In the book of Isaiah chapter 53, where is Isaiah? We have a scripture here. Is it who has believed and report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He had no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we were healed. Oh, I like this peace. It's a great peace. But you see, this is a spiritual fact. Or he was wounded for transgressions. He was bruised for iniquities. He was not bruised for nothing. There was something that he was bruised for. Just like he was wounded for something, he was bruised for another thing. The chastisement of, of our peace was upon him, and then the stripes that came upon him was for something. These are spiritual facts. Wounded for our transgressions, bruised for iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. That means he paid the price so that we can have peace. And also, the stripes that came upon him provided an opportunity for us to live healed. These are spiritual facts. And in the book of Matthew, chapter 8, from verse 16, verse 17, the Bible says, when the evening time was come, they brought unto him many that were sick and possessed of devils, and he cast out his spirit by his word and healed all that were sick that it might be fulfilled. That which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and carried our sicknesses. Some people were already, have already started benefiting from the spiritual fact that by his stripes we were healed. Hallelujah. So it is, it is, 
is left to you. If you, if you, hallelujah, if you want to tap from that fact, it's left to you. I remember one day I went to preach somewhere. And when I came back home, I tried to lift my right hand. And I saw that I lost the ability to be able to lift my right hand. Something has done damage to my right hand. Something has brought injury on my life's right side. And it, if, if that was all, I would manage it. But there was an excruciating, irresistible, unquenchable pain that was on my back. And that pain would not allow me to sleep. The chef life of my sleep those days was three hours. And after three hours, the accumulation of the pain will wake me out of sleep. Ah, after two weeks of living that way, I was on edge. My nerves, my nerves had electrical energy moving through them. And I knew that these were not good signs. Hey, he was wounded. When I saw the, the medical people, because when I went to Abuja, my brother saw me say, Death, you are looking like death now. So let's go to the hospital. <laughs> when we went to the hospital, the doctors, the doctors, ah, the strange words they brought were not in the Bible. <laughs> they were not biblical. <laughs> ah, I humbled myself in the doctor's one cabin, a small cabin, and he was talking about all the things that were wrong with me and i knew they were not in the bible after hearing his long lecture for about one hour something minutes he said there are two drugs he will write but they are very strong and when you take them you need to drink a lot of water because it will knock you out <laughs> jesus christ oh and my brother paid for the drugs when we left the place it, I, I received the insults from the doctor because i knew i was not supposed to be in the cabin so I humbled myself to receive all the insults that the, the doctor was reading. And when I went back, the solution was not far away from what I knew. He was wounded for our transgression. I used the drug once, one, one time. And after using the drug, it shook my head from the center here to my feet. When I woke up that day, I knew it, <laughs> it was not advisable to continue with that drug. I went to the spiritual fact he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for iniquity the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we were healed that's what that's my my drug i will keep saying that thing. he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for iniquity with serious pain the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we were healed. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for iniquity. Oh. I knew at what point faith was born inside. Faith was born. Faith was born. Then I spoke in tongues. I spoke in tongues. I spoke angry tongues. And I remember the insults of the doctor. He motivated me to speak more in tongues. After speaking, praying till that evening, and faith came. I knew there was no need for that drug. So I kept the drug aside. From that day, my recovery started. The pain now reduced. And I could sleep. I said, hey, this is good. I woke up the next morning and said, he was wounded. He was wounded for a transgression. It's a spiritual fact. It's already there in the spirit. If you, if you tap from it, it will not reduce.
If you refuse to tap from it, it will not refuse. It's already there. How many spiritual facts have you appropriated? He was wounded and you are still sick. I fought that paralysis. And I was, I was made whole of that paralysis. And the doctor never knew I didn't use his drugs. After one hour of intellectual display to show me that he went to school, that he, 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 he spent time, I spent time. I spent a lot of time. I didn't use what he spent time to prescribe. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we were healed. I entered into that economy. And then a new set of possibilities became available. And I chose healing. I chose healing. I chose healing. I chose healing. Do you know that when God healed me of paralysis, then he began to use me to heal people of paralysis. Sometimes some affliction is so that you can go and locate eh, the manual method of entry. And then the anointing will bring the automatic one to heal other people. But you need to enter through the manual. If you find people that had mighty healing ministries, you would, at the foot of those ministries was an affliction that needed the power of God to solve. And when the power of God hit them in those areas, they became bona fide entities, people that had the authority to distribute, to distribute healing to other people because that they were alive to that spiritual fact. As you walk with God, as you deal with God, you are going to be stumbling on spiritual facts. Diverse spiritual facts. Alright. Let me give you an insight. Because I took an inventory of my family. And I found that my, my dad, my dad, I think he, he died at, I think, for 62 to 66. That's something there. 62 to 66. That's young. In my own opinion. Okay, the next person that died was 64. The other person that died was 58. It was up to 60. You could see that there was something, there was a limit that nobody could go beyond the 60s. That was a challenge. And if that's how it is in your context, you need to secure a spiritual fact about that matter. Don't wait for the time to come before you begin to evaluate whether the thing will work on me. No, that's not, how, that's not how faith people do it. I had already seen a pattern flowing and it was flowing with so much vengeance. Because as the years were going by, the, 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 the thing was, the, the age limit was, was coming down, which was not a good sign. So I had to pray. And you see, most of my victories is right here when we are praying as a community, praying as a congregation. I began to pray on the issue. I began to pray on the issue. I began to pray on the issue. And do you know that this prayer took long? It took long. It, didn't, it, 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 it transcended beyond one year. And when I'm dealing with my issues, I don't talk about it. When I'm still a, when I'm still work in progress, I don't share it. It's not anybody's business. I don't even share it with my wife. I'm still work in progress. I'm doing something with God. When I finish doing that thing, then I can come out and everybody can hear about it. After praying one day so powerfully, I went to sleep. And in the sleep, I had those my dreams that had bright, bright light. And somebody came to me and said, ah, they have found a prophet that I should come 
let's go to this prophet. He's an oracle. And that's the word you use. They have found, we have found the oracle. So we began to climb the mountain, climb the mountain, climb the mountain, climb the mountain, climb. That's in that dream. And then we now got to the top of the mountain. When we got to the top of the mountain, there was a, a little hut on the top of the mountain. So when we got to the hut, it had no door, but it had um, a curtain. So I now opened the curtain to enter into it. The moment I opened the curtain, the person they called the oracle was sitting up and he was waiting for me. As I opened the curtain, the first thing he said is, you shall live long. And then he now said, and he wanted to say something else. Then my wife now woke me up. It was 3 a.m. in the morning. 3 a.m. in the morning. But you know what? The aspect that I've been praying for, eh? I, I, no matter what happened, <laughs> I received that aspect. Then I now discovered that there were other aspects that would have come through that channel. But glory to God, I received that aspect. So I now told my wife, are you aware? <laughs> Are you aware of where you brought me from now? <laughs> so she now said, don't worry. It will come back. It will come back. Okay. But at least I have settled. There was a new spiritual factor I was working with now. Don't, these issues, don't just claim, just, not, don't just say, I claim long life in the name of Jesus. Hmm. Let others do that. Eh? And you, go and seek God to speak. Let others do the name and claim and just believe that it's working. Don't use your life as an experiment. I teach you the things I practiced and if you do the same things, you will have the same results and maybe better results than what I have received because there's no limit in God. I'm sure of the one I teach because I've experienced it before. There are, many, there are many teachings of laxity here and there in the name of faith. And I've seen great people that operated that way that died. We went for the barriers. So I have changed my method. Hallelujah. Spiritual fact. So it was said, the oracle spoke to me and said, you will live long. I said, ah, it means that that is my new spiritual reality. Hallelujah. When we come close to death, I don't even give it attention because my new spiritual reality is based on that fact. Are you with me? You will live what? Long. You will live long. And so a thousand may fall by my side and ten thousand by my right hand. But that is not applicable to me because the oracle said I will live long. Guess what happened? That day before 12 noon that same day. The oracles, you know, the oracle said, You will live long, and I wanted to say something, it was cut off. The and that the oracle wanted to drop, somebody was praying somewhere, and then the remaining part of the download, the person downloaded it, and by 12 noon, I had the full delivery from the oracle. Part of it came to me directly, and the same way the oracle say, and that was how the thing continued in that. So I knew that that was a product of my seeking God all this way about this matter. God did not only answer what I was seeking him about, he now added some other issues. 
that is and the issues the issues he, that that was one of the first people that revealed to me after i heard from god that it was time for me to resign because of so so and so that was the first person that confirmed that 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 was what god was saying for the season do you understand what i'm talking about a new spiritual reality had begun on the basis of the encounters that i have every encounter that you have is actually an establishment of a new spiritual fact and your life should have a new frequency based on the deliverables that came from that fact that's how the life of faith is is based on spiritual fact hallelujah i have one scripture that i need to read which is going to be the basis of the prayer we're going to pray. Make sure you pray today. Make sure you pray today. Make sure you pray today. Amen. There's a scripture I'm looking for. Come and give me two minutes. Make sure you pray today. Okay, it's Hebrews. No, 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 no. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35 is what I'm looking for. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 10, 35. It says, cast not away therefore your confidence. Which had what? Great recompense of reward. When you have secured a spiritual fact, do not cast away. Because the devil is going to attack your heart hoping for you to let go that spiritual position that new position that you have secured that new wave of confidence that has flooded your heart he wants you to cast it away so he said cast not away thy confidence which what has a great recompense of reward don't forget hebrews chapter 10 verse 35 that's our prayer scripture for this evening cast not away thy confidence i've i've been in dreams before and the devil came and threatened me that you know threatened me and then i now told him the spiritual fact i was working with and i saw him in those dreams defeated he went went back Cast not away thy confidence, which has what great recompense of reward. Don't cast away the spiritual fact. If you walk in the light of the spiritual fact, the possibilities that are bound to, towards it will become your portion. It will reward you. That's what the Bible is saying. So we are going to pray this today. Now, as we pray that prayer point, cast not away thy confidence. You are casting your mind back on everything that God has told you. Everything that you have received from God. What did it tell you? Because circumstances and situations have been arrayed against you to ensure that you cast away your confidence. You shut down your believing so that you can miss out on God's best. It's been designed, programmed to attack the heart of your belief system. But the admonition comes this evening to say, cast not away your confidence. I see so many people that cast away their confidence because of coronavirus. 
And then an, a, a fundamental fear that they had overcome many years ago, the symptoms came back. And it's attendant insecurities, bondages, dreams of terror, all kinds of things that they have broken forth beyond just because they were able to, they were willing to negotiate their confidence and they stepped down their faith current. And then the liabilities of previous times were restored. Cast not away your confidence. Cast not away your confidence. I want us to pray. We'll use that scripture to push and to agree with God that everything that he has told you, yes, you believe it. You will not allow anyone slip by. You will not allow anyone to be lost out of your grip. After many huge meetings like this, you hear feedbacks on, um, on social media. Some people come with questions. When you listen to the questions, you'll know this one has left his confidence. Has left his confidence. The other one has left his confidence. Meanwhile, the first, the first tool we need in this system of grace is the tool of spiritual facts. If God permits us to continue, then we'll go to the tool of promises. Then the tool of covenants. Because there are some encounters you had with God that has entrenched a covenant. And the thing about a covenant is that you can bring your children into it. You can't transfer a promise to your children because it's you God promised. But a covenant is supposed to be an operating system. They don't inherit your cars and your houses alone. They're supposed to inherit your covenants. And so you see a covenant that God established with Abraham, Isaac inherited it. Yes. He transmitted it. He said, you, you have inherited my spirit. That's what it means. You can inherit, that, inherit the dealings, the transactions that were captured in a man's traffic in the spirit. You can transmit it. The, the life of faith is a world. It's a new world. It's an unprecedented world. And I tell you, it doesn't matter what family we're born into and what they do in that family. He said, cast not away thy confidence. If you refuse to cast away your confidence, a day will come, will celebrate you at the foot of your destiny. It's not because it was, faith doesn't make it easy. It just makes it possible. Cast not. Somebody say, oh, I'm suffering. Faith doesn't exclude you from suffering. It doesn't make it easy. But it makes it possible. When you look back, when you look back, some of us can't even explain how we got here. We can't explain. Cast not away your confidence. There's a place God is taking us. There's a place God is taking us. And today, my father and the Lord came with a prophecy. He said we should get set because after this lockdown, there's a glory that God is pushing across the body of Christ. God is deliberate about about um, helping the reputation of the body of Christ immediately after the lockdown. Cast not away, cast not away, cast
cast not away there's room for you there's possibility for you but cast not away your confidence can we pray can we pray in a moment can we pray in a moment the words of the Lord they are yea they are amen God will not come to change his mind on an issue that he has already concluded with you it might seem as though you fight alone you are striving alone but it doesn't change the commitment of God you might feel lonely in the natural but it doesn't say that God is not with you the devil will employ every means whatsoever every means whatsoever every means whatsoever but anything the devil does does not affect spiritual facts he said he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes i came to remind you that that sickness has been paid for there is a spiritual fact of full payment of concerning infirmities and sicknesses and you can enter into the provision that is made available on the basis of that spiritual fact Cast not away thy confidence. Has the Lord told you that you are going to take the gospel, the gospel, the gospel of salvation from locality to locality, from nation to nation? He said, Cast not, cast not away, cast not away thy confidence. Has he told you that he has given unto you a destiny of leadership that you will influence the rise of men? Cast not away thy confidence.
As the Lord spoken about it before, do not cast it away. Because God is not a man that he should lie. God is not the son of man that he should repent. God is the one that makes impossible things to become possible. The Bible says, with men, these things might be impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things, all things, all things, all things are possible. Cast not away, cast not away. Has he said there is a great thing that he wants to do in your life? He is not a man that he should lie. Abrasanda branta babola cabresabera, branta batala barata branta basubria, e compresa mandala la baburia, e branta batala basanta branta babola ta, e branta da la babose, e prasima salabatanda barata, e bramanceli, e bramantonia, e bramancanda, samatalabo cose menecadia, e presqueto mosala, e bramatala babose matea. Braskaita, Brekapanta, Branta Babosketa, Minakanda, Abramasanda, Branta Babolekanda, Alalala Basupre, Alalala Lalalala, 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 Samanta Lababo, Samakabalato, Samakanda Babo, Samasekabo, Samakuria Brantala, Kobe Samena. Alla cantelia, i cabrescope la cabanza la barata, a braschetti mosse, la brata babosa matalia, i cabrescope na cana. You will rise, you will rise, you will rise. La compe de cascabena, e brisca vata boselia, e braquemposa mantala babola, e bracata branta basemena, la lalia cabazanto, la lalia la cababalata branta babo, a lete de compre. Labasanda Brada Babolia, Rabasemana Branda Basalaba, Labrada Balada Brada Babo, Labrada Basa Brada Balab, Alabala Balabala, 
Cast not away, cast not away thy confidence, cast not away thy confidence. Oh, for therein lies a great recompense of reward, therein lies a performance. Blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of the things that the Lord has told her. Blessed is she, blessed is she, blessed is she. Alebo compresi matale, la brasanda brada babola, akabalada brada basebra gaya, elelele no bosika, abres compre, la kamantala, la kamansala baboria, la kamansebra gede. La brasanda brada babola ta, abres compre gede, la masala babola babo, alazai da brada babola. Cast it not away. Your confidence. 
Cast not away, cast not away. Do not throw aside the things that God has said. That's where your profit lies. That's where your reward lies. You indeed will become great. You indeed will become great. As God has said, nothing will stand against the fulfillment of that which God has spoken on your life today. Be strengthened. Be strengthened. Be strengthened. Be strengthened. Be strengthened in your spirit. Be strengthened. Be strengthened in the name of Jesus. Sanda, Akaita, Randa Babo, Rakasemata, 
Rakatanda Baboro Kola Amama. There is victory. There is victory. There is victory in the spirit.